0: Greetings and welcome to the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast for Wednesday, August 19th, 2020, halfway through the week and more than halfway through the month. Today's episode is in honor of the Charlottesville Podcasting Network, a community service website that has been around since 2005 and gearing up to be here for another 15 years at least. Visit the archives at seabillpodcast.com to see what you can learn. There are another 737 cases of COVID-19 reported in Virginia today for a cumulative total of 109,019. There are another 14 fatalities recorded statewide for a total of 2,410 to date. The seven-day positive rate for positive tests has dropped to 6.7 percent, down from 6.8 percent yesterday. In the Thomas Jefferson Health District, there are another 14 cases, with five each from Albemarle and Charlottesville, and four from Louisa County. The positive rate remains at 6.4% for the second straight day. The number of fatalities has been reduced to 43, and we have a question out as to why that is. Today is the first day of in-person classes at the University of Virginia School of Law. earlier this week, their communications department put together a video describing to students how things will be different.
1: You've heard it before and you'll hear it again. This will not be a typical year here at UVA Law School as it will not be anywhere. That's Law School
0: school Dean Risa Goluboff in the video.
1: We've been masked and distanced when I've seen you in the building and some of you I've met for the first time on Zoom.
0: Olyuboff described physical changes that 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 will be made in the law law school, as well as a requirement that everyone leave the building by 9 9 p.m. so cleaning crews can get to work.
1: This is a classroom that normally holds 150 people. With six foot distancing, it will hold 35 students plus the professor. Around the room, you can see stickers showing where to sit and where not to sit. At the front of the room, we've added an additional monitor so the professor can see students on Zoom easily and a professional webcam and speaker. This is a typical classroom but some of you will also be taking classes in new spaces this fall. We've converted our larger event spaces, Kaplan Auditorium, Kaplan Pavilion, and the Purcell Reading Room into classrooms. And we're adding desks spaced at least six feet apart.
0: Students are also being asked to stay home whenever possible. The University of Virginia recently delayed the in-person start of the school year to September 8th, the day after Labor Day. Undergraduate classes begin online starting on August 25th. Earlier this week, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill announced they would suspend in-person classes following a series of COVID clusters forming in dormitories there. The General Assembly's COVID and justice reform special session began yesterday, with the House of Delegates spending most of the afternoon debating rules that would allow them to meet remotely for the rest of the session. Here's Speaker of the House Eileen Filler-Korn shortly after roll call was taken.
1: Members of the House, We are gathering today, this unprecedented time in our Commonwealth's history. Virginians are hurting. Students, workers, families, businesses have all been hit hard by the coronavirus, whose impacts none of us in this room could have ever imagined.
0: Visit the General Assembly's website for a full list of meeting times and links to the virtual proceedings. The Virginia Department of Health has issued a harmful algae bloom advisory for the tributaries that feed into Lake Anna, as well as parts of the lake itself. These are the middle Pamunkey branch of Lake Anna, in addition to the upper Pamunkey branch, Terry's Run, and the upper North Anna branch of Lake Anna in Orange, Louisa, and Spotsylvania counties. They are experiencing a bloom of cyanobacteria, which can cause skin irritations. According to a release the public is advised to avoid contact with the lake in these areas until algae concentrations return to acceptable levels. Visit SwimHealthyVA.com to learn more. There are new officers for the Albemarle Economic Development Authority following the resignation of the former chair, vice chair, and secretary treasurer at the end of their meeting in July. EDA member Donald Long volunteered to take on the role as chair through the end of the year. Here's Assistant County Attorney Richard DeLoria. Don, congratulations. Oh, thank you. And thank you. Do I get to give a speech now? (laughs) Stuart Munson will serve as vice chair and David Shreve will serve as the new secretary treasurer. There are three vacancies on the EDA, which oversees grant making opportunities and other initiatives for local and new businesses. Later in the meeting, the EDA was briefed on the possibility of an agricultural company that wants to open up a facility in Scottsville. The Albemarle Planning Commission has voted unanimously to recommend approval of a rezoning for about 13.5 acres on Old Lynchburg Road to make way for a project that is now known as the Albemarle Business Campus. Developer Kyle Redinger altered his proposal for the land after a different project was rejected by the commission last October. However, the commission did not recommend a special exception to build only one kind of housing. Here's at-large member Tim Keller. I think that the developer, the applicant has come a long ways on this, and I am supportive of the overall project, but I am not supportive of the special exception. The Board of Supervisors is expected to hear the item on October 7th. Speaking of the Board of Supervisors, they will meet at 2 p.m. today for a meeting that includes a review of a possible roundabout to replace the signalized intersection of Rio Road and the John Warner Parkway. There will also be a public hearing on the expansion of an existing service station on Ivy Road, an area not designated for commercial growth. Today's meeting of the Charlottesville Housing Advisory Committee has been canceled. That meeting will now be held on Tuesday, August 25th at 1 p.m. The Piedmont Environmental Council and the Local Energy Alliance Program are looking for people to sign up for free assessments of what it would take to get solar panels installed on their rooftops. The Solarize Piedmont Program runs through August 31st. Bree West is the Communications Director for PEC.
1: It's all about demystifying the process of going solar. So over the years, uh, a lot of what we've heard from people is a readiness and interest in going solar and then There's kind of this apprehension about, well, but I don't know if I'm going to get the right installer or how do I know if I'm getting a good price?
0: Ryan Patton with Leap explains what happens after you sign up for the program. Um, So once you sign up, we'll email you within a a few business days, let you know, hey, thanks for signing up. Um, And we'll let you know what we see through various satellite images, whether your home or property looks good for solar or not. Things we're looking for, you know, shading concerns, large trees, other buildings nearby, um, and then also the angles of the roof uh, may come into play as well. So we're going to take a look at all that information and follow up with an email to you. You can watch the whole video on the PEC YouTube channel. We have one small correction from the August 18th edition of the program. In the report on the public hearing related to the easements for the Ragged Mountain Reservoir for the waterline, The cost-share agreement was stated incorrectly. The cost-share allocation for the community water supply plan, approved in January of 2012, states that Albemarle County ratepayers will pay 80% of the cost of capital projects, with the city picking up 20%. And that's it for today's installment of the Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host. If you enjoy this program, what I'd really like you to do is send it on to a friend, hoping to grow the audience uh, so that we can continue to grow as a community together with shared information about what's happening in this area. If you want to support this program, you can sign up for a Patreon contribution of whatever you would like per month. And we are also exploring some other ways that you can support the program into the future. This is a grand experiment, and I'm so glad that you're listening and reading. Stay safe out there, and we'll be back tomorrow with another installment